Greetings, patriots. This is Perry Green with God in America. Thank you for listening in today. And I want to spend a little time in our devotional talking about political leaders. There's a passage in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, that really makes me think about what we're going through today. The writer says, When the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. Are you rejoicing or are you groaning with all that's going on? As I've said in previous podcasts, there is more evil being exposed right now than at any time in my life. You name the category and there's corruption. It has even gotten into many churches through either corrupt hierarchies or through corrupt church leaders. It is everywhere. I ran across a couple of quotes that stimulated this podcast. Let me share them with you. First, from the ancient philosopher Plato. He said, if you do not take an interest in the affairs of your government, then you are doomed to live under the rule of fools. In a Republican form of government, we elect our leaders to represent us in government. We tend to elect people who are like ourselves. If we are wise, we elect wise leaders. If foolish, we elect the foolish. If we disengage from the activities and the process of our republic, we are foolish, and the resulting leaders are exactly as Plato describes. What is your involvement in the political process? Have you read our Constitution? Plato was a key figure in Greek and Western thinking. He lived about 400 years before Jesus. Though not directly associated with God, we can see he was perceptive on many points. He understood that the privilege of the republic brought with it the responsibility of the citizens' involvement in the process. A second quote is by perhaps the most influential man in our fight for independence, Samuel Adams. He said, Let each citizen remember at the moment he is offering his vote that he is executing one of the most solemn trusts in human society for which he is accountable to God and his country. Have you ever thought that God would hold you accountable for your vote? In Luke 12, verse 48, Jesus said, Everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they have entrusted much, they will demand the more. We've been given a great privilege and responsibility, but Americans don't see voting as a solemn trust. Some even view it as a chore and ignore it. Few take the time to research candidates and compare them with the biblical standards we are to live by. Why would a Christian vote for a person who's in favor of aborting children? Why would a Christian vote for a person who's in favor of removing God from the nation? Why would a Christian vote for a person who would favor immorality or redefine the family? Why would a Christian vote for a person who would take away our God-given liberty? The wise man of Proverbs tells us that when there is righteousness and righteous leaders in the society, there's rejoicing among the people. People are happy and content because righteous leaders have the best interests of the people in mind, much the same as a shepherd with his or her sheep. Do you remember the story of the guide in Israel telling his busload of tourists that shepherds lead their sheep, they don't drive them? Then as the bus was crossing a highway, the group saw a man with dogs driving a flock of sheep forward. The guide was incensed and stopped his bus to go out and confront the man with the sheep. And he said, I just told these tourists that shepherds lead their sheep, they don't drive them. Here you are driving your sheep with dogs. The man replied, it is true that shepherds lead their sheep. But I'm not a shepherd. I'm a butcher. In our country today, we have shepherds and we have butchers in our various levels of leadership. 
If we are led by butchers, it's because we have been uninvolved in the leadership selection process and have ignored the responsibilities we have in our republic. The enemy is very pleased when Christians are silent. When we ignore our duties, he advances his agenda. And yes, the political realm is an arena with which we are to be involved. It is one of the intended blessings of our nation. Why shouldn't Christians be involved there? You merely have to see the corruption of our political leaders to know that we have been led astray because we have not been involved. Most of us cannot be political leaders. Most of us aren't interested in the process of passing laws and regulating the life of the nation. We can be educated, though, and hold our officials accountable to the standards of the Constitution and especially the standards of God's Word. I know a young lady in her 30s who contacted the office of Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma just before the vote to certify the 2020 election. He had publicly promised not to certify the election because he had suspected fraud and because many Oklahomans had spoken out against the election results. When this young lady spoke to Lankford's staff, they told her that he would vote his conscience. Her response was, no, he is to vote my conscience. You see, she was involved and tried to hold him accountable to the people he represented. Of course, he ignored her wishes and the requests of thousands of Oklahomans and voted to certify the presidential election in spite of suspected voter fraud. I want to encourage each of us in light of our stewardship before God to rise up to our responsibilities. Let's research the people running for office. Let's make sure that they know we are watching and that we will hold them accountable by our vote. Keep the light of our political involvement burning.